This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. You're listening to The Blitz, 1170. Streaming live at theblitztulsa.com and on the Blitz 1170 app. Josh Haley filling in for Jeremy Poplin on the Blitz 1170 from the Ike's Chili House studio, serving four generations of Tulsans since 1908, just after 1.30 on this Thursday afternoon. The Oklahoma Sooners are getting amped up for their Cheez-It Bowl appearance against the 13th-ranked Florida State Seminoles, that game happening in Orlando. You can watch it on ESPN. And right now we've got Kurt Weiler, who covers Florida State for the Osceola. We've talked uh, to plenty of OU insiders this week. And so for you Sooner fans, if you want the scoop on Florida State, Kurt Weiler is the man to give it to us. Kurt, thanks for the time. We're just three hours from kickoff. How excited are you? I am very. It's funny. I am literally pulling up into my uh, parking spot right now. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been the, the weeks of anticipation. So it's exciting that it's finally here. What's the weather report? First things first. Um, it is actually, so it was fairly chilly when I, uh, like I was in Atlanta around Christmas and I know even down here by Orlando standards, it was chilly kind of coming into the week, but it's pretty lovely. I would even say it's a little hot. I'm in a a long sleeve sweater and kind of regretting the choice. (laughs) We went from frigid cold and snow last week to, uh, we're up into the sixties and sunshine here today. So, uh, the weather can change rapidly, uh, here, like you're used to seeing down in Orlando uh, Kurt, this Florida State team, nine and three. Uh, all three of their losses came consecutively to start October by an average of six points. All of those to ranked teams, and they've really just been rolling since then. After those three straight losses, did anybody see the win streak coming to close out the season? It, the schedule definitely, I would say, presented the opportunity. I mean, you look at those three games; those were probably, I think, uh, NC State. I mean fell apart a bit down the stretch, had some quarterback issues. But those were probably, I think we thought, the, the, the three toughest games or definitely three of the tougher games on the schedule. I think we've got the, uh, the, uh, the schedule presented, I think, uh, not as challenging as we thought coming into the season, obviously. I think people had, uh, I mean, higher hopes for Miami than they ended up being. And Miami was uh, pretty, uh, very, I should say, underwhelming in Mario Cristobal's first season. I know uh, Florida also going through some of that and, and some other teams on there. I mean, uh, I think uh, I could have. I would have said I wouldn't have been shocked by a five-game winning streak just when you look at who the teams were. But the fact that I mean Jordan Travis really I think went four or five games in a row not playing any second halves until that Florida game to close out the regular season. He didn't play barely at all in the second half. He I mean they it wasn't just beating teams, beating teams handily. And I think that's what surprised me maybe a little more because we uh, suffice it to say are not uh, you haven't been used to that lately. We're talking with Kurt Weiler who covers Florida State for the Osceola. Mike Norville's in his third year as the Florida State coach. Oklahoma obviously led by first-year head coach Brent Venables, who's no stranger to the program. But Sooner fans are in a little bit of uh, uncharted waters right now with with OU having a less-than-stellar regular season. Uh, But Norville kind of went through his fair share of bumps in the roads 
uh, as well early on in those first two years. If he didn't get off to a good start like he did this year, uh, were there going to be Knowles fans that were were going to be calling for his head even more so than maybe some already were? Uh, yeah, I would say not a ton were coming into the season. There are always going to be that kind of the outskirts of the fan base type who always, like, if year one doesn't go according to plan, unfortunately there are probably already some saying that about Brett Venables now, and I think we can agree it's probably not fair to kind of rush to judgment after one season. But, yeah, he needed this season. I think uh, Florida State fans were pretty patient. I think they understood the situation he inherited and that it wasn't stellar. But I think they also kind of were like, okay, like, you had your COVID year, and that was a tough year to be year zero. And and I think it kind of was seen as a year zero. And then last year, obviously – coming up just after an own four start coming up just short of a bowl there was definite progress as the season progressed but i think they really needed to see the jump forward i don't think many people saw this kind of jump forward coming but yeah he uh he did need a season like this because yeah his seat would have been pretty hot going into next year were it not for a better season let alone i mean this good i think definitely uh, helped him a great deal for fans who don't know mike norville the florida state third year head coach who's 41 years old he spent uh three years at tulsa uh, passing game coordinator his final two years, uh, coached the wide receivers there, started out as a, a GA, had a lot of success from the Gus Malzahn coaching tree. Um, but has this team really rolling right now? What are the what are the key things that, that Knowles fans are wanting to watch and wanting to see, uh, maybe from an individual standpoint, from Florida State players in this game? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of them. I mean, it's funny. They're, they're opening next season, actually, in this same stadium here in Orlando. I think a lot of people are seeing this kind of a preview of 2023. Jordan Travis, the quarterback, has said he's coming back. Trey Benson, the leading running back, who is trying to pass 1,000 yards tonight, uh, he has said he's coming back. I know there are a number of other players who said they're coming back, and uh, they open the season next year here against uh, LSU, kind of the return trip uh, for that game in New Orleans that started this year. But, yeah, I think it's – I mean, there's definitely – I think Florida State fans want that 10-win season. I think that means something. The team has said that has meant something, but this definitely almost feels almost like a, a, a warm-up of sorts for playing in the stadium and things like that. I think, uh, I mean, I think the Florida State fans are fairly confident going into this game, and I think both when you look at the seasons the teams have had and, I mean, the states of the two rosters, I mean, Florida State hasn't really had any, any major opt-outs. The few guys who are still uh, pondering their draft decisions are all, are all here and, and expected to, to play in the game, so... Yeah, it's, uh, I, it is a, a, a preview of sorts for that. But I think also, I mean, a chance to kind of put a, a bow on what's been a, a really special season after quite a few bad ones in a row. We don't ever get through bowl season without talking about the recruiting front. It's It takes over really all the storylines um, leading into the bowl games, usually, unless there's a major transfer news or something like that. Florida State, though, uh, finished by most uh, rankings in the top 15 or 16 in the country in their recruiting class. How do they feel like they, they really won with this year's signees? Yeah, this year, it's funny. I mean, they, they, they hit the portal so hard for receivers that the need isn't as severe as it was last year. But they, uh, I mean, they held on to the five-star last year. Obviously, the Travis Hunter situation last year with him uh, on in the early signing period, flipping to Jackson State kind of was what it was, and that was a – pretty devastating but they uh they got five-star receiver Hakeem Williams in this class and kind of held on to him even as Miami and I think uh Colorado towards the end really made a, a push at him and I think that's a, a big win because I think he's a guy who's viewed as, as one of the more talented receivers in the class and uh it's still I would say a long-term need for FSU because they had their high school recruiting of receivers hasn't been great for a little while there and uh yeah I mean the thing is 
you look at the class and the thing we're still kind of figuring out is how do you factor in transfers? Cause here we are again in Florida state I, I, rivals doesn't like uh, do like portal class rankings, but I know I think two, four, seven does and Florida state's number one portal class on there. Once again, that they've kind of addressed their needs. I think Mike Gravel is kind of, again, showing that he's the, uh, the portal King, if you will, bringing in, so I think a few highly sought after tight ends, a few, few highly sought after defensive tackles, the high school class is not that big, but I think it's because they knew they wanted to kind of go in on next season. Well, I think that could be a, a really good team. I think that's probably going to be a preseason top 10-ish team and, uh, and, and kind of capitalize on the moment more than going on high school. And I think next year's high school class is when you're – I think they're hoping you're going to see a more classic Florida State top 10, maybe even top 5-ish class because they're off to a good start there. We're talking with Kurt Weiler, who covers Florida State for the Osceola. He is in Orlando getting ready for the Cheez-It Bowl featuring Oklahoma and 13th-ranked Florida State that kicks off at 4.30 Central time today. Uh, Coach Mike Norville was asked about OU quarterback Dylan Gabriel and and some of the things he does well. Uh, Were there any quarterbacks that really looked similar to Gabriel this season that the Seminoles faced? It's, it's an interesting question. I mean, they've, they've faced – it's funny, on the back half of the schedule, and it's not to discredit what Florida State did. They faced a run of probably backup or injured quarterbacks. But uh, I think you see I think you see some. I mean, they, they, they faced some uh, some talented quarterbacks, especially early earlier in the season. They faced uh, Jaden Daniels at, at LSU. They faced – I mean, obviously, Anthony Richardson's kind of his own, own breed. So, I think arm talent-wise, Dylan's probably one of the better quarterbacks they will have faced this season. I know uh, – Oh, you missing some other pretty key pieces, but I mean, he and uh, and Marvin Mims definitely uh, present a challenge for Florida State. It may not be because, uh, yeah, I think arm talent wise, Mike Norvell does have a lot of respect for him from dating back to when he was at Memphis and and Dylan was at UCF, and uh, and, and I think uh, has he kind of talked about how we've seen him grow even more since then. I mean, we saw when they didn't have Dylan Gabriel this year how much how important he was to Oklahoma. Oklahoma faces him off against Florida State at 4.30 today on ESPN. Uh, Kurt, any any major storylines that popped up this week um, just during press conferences or uh, maybe guys getting banged up or anything in practice or walkthroughs? Um, no, not, I, 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 don't, I don't think uh, anything like that really has uh, popped up. It's interesting. I mean, you talked about, obviously, uh, how far back – Mike Norvell going back and having the Oklahoma roots, but obviously he was there. When he was there is when uh, – Brett Venables was at Oklahoma. So I, I didn't kind of understand until coming into the week when he was the defense coordinator there, like how far back those two go. And they, I think they enjoyed a, a, a chance to, to catch up at all the uh, bowl festivities this week. But no, I mean, the Florida State storylines will be more after, where in the next few weeks there are going to be a few guys that are uh, deciding if they're, they're staying or going that will really determine uh, how high the ceiling could be for Florida State next year. Seminoles of one uh... – five straight games now after they lost their first three of October, all the top 25 teams won most of those quite handily. It was pretty much four straight blowouts in a row before a uh, 45-38 win against Florida. You kind of talked about that the schedule may be favored for the Seminoles to go on a run if they played well and executed well, but the offense right now just looks like it's unstoppable. And in only one of those games has uh, quarterback Jordan Travis thrown for over 200 and uh, 70 yards. So it's been a lot of balanced offensive attack. Has anybody shown any signs really to slow this team down and slow this offense down? 
I think if you if you talk to the Florida State coaches, what they'll tell you is the the main people who've been able to stop Florida State's offense has been mistakes by Florida State's offense. I think I mean you talked about how balanced they've been, and I think they've got a good thing going. Where I mean they, the run game is 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 solid enough to where I mean if you commit to that, they have the receivers now where they can throw over the top, and Jordan has grown pretty remarkably as a passer. I like the, how Brett Venables talked about. I mean obviously he's, he's seen that growth from his uh. His time at Clemson, just the, the quarterback Jordan has become, and I mean, if you commit too much to that pass and want to play two deep safeties and maybe take away the deep ball, they're going to probably be able to run. I think uh, te- defenses that can give Florida State problem would be if they can get pressure without bringing a blitz, because obviously they they need those numbers. But yeah, I think uh, Florida State's offensive line is a uh, I would not say a stellar in pass blocking. I think they're very good run blocking. But uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, they, he. It's I mean, it's been interesting. I mean, we kind of got sold on the the Mike Norvell offense, if you will. This is the first year we've really seen it. They uh, inherited a pretty rough roster and had to kind of build it. And so for the first few years, we didn't see much of that. But this year, I think we're starting to really see the uh, the proof of concept. And it's uh, it is a fun offense to watch, to be sure. Kurt, thanks so much for the time. We know you got a job to do and uh, a hike maybe to get up to the press box. But thanks for the time and enjoy the game today. Not too far, thankfully. Appreciate it, guys. That's Kurt Weiler, who covers Florida State for the Osceola on Rivals.com, joining us on the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Hotline. It is 144 on the Blitz. Josh Haley filling in for Jeremy Poplin. We'll be back after this. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.